Street, home of Suncorp Stadium, Lefties, Gambaros, and the Caxton Hotel on 104.5 Triple M and the Listener app. This is Triple M Breakfast with Mardo, Margo, and Dan. Triple M Breakfast. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Hey. No Mardo today. Oh. He is under a general anesthetic as we speak, which Ooh. a lot of the time is how he wants to tolerate you and me. So <laughs> just have himself anesthetized, but he's getting his hernia operated on, and that leads us. To today's code word, Margot? Hernia. Text hernia to 0484101045 or email gregcath at hotmail.com and just say, hope your hernia is going well, That's mate. That's not his email. Don't email him. Is it not Greg Cath? It is. It but is don't Greg tell Greg Cath at hotmail, M A L E. He doesn't actually use our work email, he uses his own hotmail account. And his emails are always like one word? Yeah. Like, or two? Like, fucking great. Yeah, awesome. He'll, yeah, he'll respond to the whole rundown yeah. for the show tomorrow and go, great yeah. show. Great yeah. show, like, yeah. Probably after he's had a rum. Well, he's, he's in a good mood. He hasn't been drinking, remember? Yeah, that's why we haven't gotten any emails lately. Yeah, maybe he's been doing... No, I'm not yes. going to implicate him. Um, we wish you well, Greg. So you're... Uh... He doesn't pull cones anymore. Yeah. He's too old for that. He takes gummies, I think. Yeah, yeah you shouldn't smoke. I'm not saying don't. Hey, actually, weed, but you should. Smoke is bad, right? So the gummies, maybe if that helps you. Yeah, it's medicinal. CBD, CBD you get a prescription for it these days. It's great for anti-inflammatory purposes. Yeah. Good for mental health. Lots of different reasons. Uh, but my daughter and I were driving to netball the other afternoon. Oh, not on the gummies. No, she's 14. <laughs> no. But where we pulled up at a set of lights, there was a lady just out on her front balcony, just pulling a cone, just oh, from a bong with a Gatorade bottle. Classic? Oh, no, it was an actual proper glass bong, like a ceramic-made one. Did she have, you know, the She's arm cocked up, up over the top? Up over the top and just of... pulling on it hard. And my daughter was like, um, is she doing drugs? And I was like, how do you know what she's doing? She said, oh, I saw it on a video on YouTube or something, probably. No, love. That's a CPAP machine. I said, that's she's called snoring. marijuana. And, yes, yeah, she is just doing that right out there in the open. I said, it's probably medicinal, of course, you know. Because you like can get vapes, a prescript yeah. for it now. Uh, like vapes, medicinal, yeah. No, vapes yeah. aren't medicinal. They're illegal. No, you need a doctor now to get your vape, to get you off the off bungers. The, oh, yeah. I yeah. How are you going to go with your kids and vaping? Obviously, no, but because you used to smoke when you were younger. Oh, yeah, I smoked for like 10 years. Corey hated it. Um, I had a boyfriend who smoked. I had a couple of girlfriends who smoked. So, therefore, I started smoking. And then I smoked right up until I fell pregnant with Memphis. Like, I was like, we're going to try for a baby. I'm going to stop smoking. Um, and I haven't smoked since. But I did love it. It was good fun. So it get, wasn't good fun. It if was you want to get your kids, stop it. your kids smoking, get them pregnant. Well, I am get really honest with pregnancy. my kids. And I said, look, I, I understand that there's certain things that you're going to want to try, like alcohol, smoking, vaping, etc. I just said, but it's one of those things, you just never know how you're going to react to it, mm. particularly with drugs. I don't ever want you to touch them, but, you know, you just don't know that one time could lead to lifelong abuse or one time you might just try it and you go, oh, that's not really for me, move on. You just never know what that's going to be though. So is it worth the risk? You know, I, I'm not naive to the fact that, you know, when you're like 15, 16 and all your mates are trying stuff and there's what a bit age? of peer pressure. What age do you let them Start drinking. Do you give him a light beer for a party? My parents, no. I think I was 16. See, the thing was is I was a dancer, so I was really busy with dancing. I wasn't allowed. I didn't go to parties. I didn't have time. My parents did never bought me alcohol underage ever. Oh. They weren't the like, here's four cruises, go it, to the party, that's drink That's bullshittery them. though because you get it at the party, right? Someone but brings I just it didn't to the party. Drink. I just didn't drink. I was scared of it, I think, more so than anything. But then when I was 18 and I went to the clubs, I shit that 
that like uh, I, I was yourself. I didn't shit myself. I hit that shit drinking. hard. Like Ooh. I partied hard because I was like, oh my god, what is this party party? What uh, is this world? I love it. That's the problem. I want to be a okay, part of it. Here's so another much. one for you, Catholic schoolgirls. When mm. you keep them like. Covered up and you chains. get away from the but then they just go. I did bonkers. have my first cigarette in grade seven at the bush dance. Okay. <laughs> and then my mum made me smoke a whole packet of cigarettes. That worked as punishment. And then I smoked years. for ten years. <laughs> so that didn't work. But my parents weren't smokers, they didn't do drugs. Like, like Corey still never to this day has ever touched a drug in his life. Wow. Never. Cigarette? He tried to bum puff once yeah. when we were away caravanning because we've got a heap of friends who smoke and vape. And um, they're like, go on, just do it once. And he like, and he just couldn't. He was like, bump. He's the same as me. I've tried I to can't. bump puff a cigar. I yeah. had a cigar once, Margot, when I went to college at um, University of Queensland. Yeah. Out there, there was a tradition at our college. We had a ball on it. Halfway through the ball, the men are meant to go and have mm. a cigar and talk about everything. It's just a bullshit old tradition. Yeah. I vomited. Yeah. Smoked a whole cigar in 30 minutes. Yuck. You meant to smoke them over hours. Chunned it into a pot plant. I got bu- That's I got, put me off. I got teased really badly after we got caught smoking at the bush dance because we got caught, we got in trouble, and we had it got reported to our parents. <laughs> so then when we went to school the next day, all the boys were like, oh, smoking. You know, it was like when um, Jim, Carrey. Jim Carrey was the smoking. mask. In the mask. He was like, smoking. Loser. Yeah, so all the boys used to say that and, like, would tease us. And then one day it got too much and I cried and I rang my mum and I had to go home and then I Told her I had to come. Had to come, had to come clean. clean. And oh, say, didn't you say they told your parents? No, we like, had to tell our parents. Oh, yeah, and so Jesus. I had to come clean the next day and go. We got caught smoking at the All bush right. dance. Well, today's code word could be bunger or hernia. I didn't even say what you got to. You got to send it to the burner phone. That'll get you to wolf mother. Right? What pandemonium? Jesus, how Not many tickets do we have here to give away? Yeah, bribe me all, mate. Good venue. Sandstone oh, Point Hotel, Placebo Wolf Mother, Alice Cooper. This looks good up there now, Sandstone Point Hotel. They've added this, like, lagoon accommodation style. Yeah. Apparently they were, like, 30,000 people on hold waiting to get in. Good for you out of the balcony having a bunger, right? I don't smoke oh. anymore. You're not a, No, I'm not a smoker. I don't smoke cigarettes anyway. I don't smoke that either. So that story about your daughter seeing... <laughs> oh, fuck it. Walked right into a trap. I was going to say Memphis actually saw you pulling in a little Gatorade no. bottle the other day. No, never did that. Smoke the pole. She did ask me, though, if um, you could make a bong out of an apple. You can, yeah. Yeah, I you th- can. I think. It fla- Does it flavour it? Yeah. Is that why they do that? I, th- I don't even know what you're talking about. Mm. Yeah, you think you can. Any kind of fruit. Anything that pulls the smoke through, I mm. think. I've smoked shisha. Yeah, same. We have shisha. We have a shisha pipe. I had a Moroccan birthday party and West I bought End. a big shisha pipe. There's a big place in West it's End. Just molasses. Yeah, and, and well, and heaps of tobacco. Heaps of tobacco. It's like the equivalent of shitloads of packs of cigarettes. But in, no in chemicals pipe. and yucky stuff. Well, the smoke, Which is all right the for you. Because they're not allowed to smoke, the Muslims. Well, they get on the shisha quite a bit. Yeah, well, that's, what, that's why they do yeah. the shisha, because they're not allowed to sin. No drinking, no smoking, et cetera, no drugs. So they yeah. created shisha. So they have a herbal molasses yeah. um, stuff that they use. Did you? Are you a scientist? Yeah. But you're still putting, bull- I am, actually. You're still putting bullshit smoke into your lungs. It's smoke into your terrible. lungs and it's moisture, terrible. which is not great for your lungs, no. but you don't have the chemicals and the toxins and that sort of stuff, no. which gets into your bloodstream, which essentially clogs up your arteries and then you have a heart attack. Yeah, but you're still bloody filling your 
Or you Get end off up the with high blood pressure or diabetes. Well, you're diabetes. justifying shisha. You have to West End after this no, to I'm get on the No, I'm just saying pipe. if you were going to smoke something, that would be a better version of vaping. Have you invested in a shisha company? No, I have a shisha pipe at home. That's what I'm saying because I've researched because I was like, I don't want it to be an illegal thing for my birthday party. But oh. I had a shisha stand yeah. with like the shisha pipe and all the different flavours of shisha tobacco, whatever it is called. Yeah, you can get strawberry flavours and stuff. Strawberry, apple, doing it watermelon. Yeah. Makes you a bit dizzy. They have shisha bars everywhere. Yeah. In Dubai, obviously, everywhere. Anyway. The grossness is passing the pipe around. But, I mean, you do that no, with No, you have vape. your own little tip. I know, but people used to go, oh, have a have a crack at this if there were too many people there. It's like an octopus with all these tentacles coming mm. out. And then yeah, you get your own little mouthpiece. Like pashing each just other. just pull it off and then put one back on and then suck on it. Are we still talking about the shisha? Yeah. Hey, Kim from Karamundi's here. Oh. Thank God for that. Sharing suburban pools. We talked about this yesterday and we played it again today on the show. Speaking of sharing. What does Kim want? She said, my mum signed lunch passes for all my mates to come to my house for a swim during school lunch once. Signed? Oh, like gave them all the day off. No, no, no. Like you can sign out at lunch, go and have a swim and then go back to school maybe. But her mum signed it for all of her mates. Can her mum do that? Kim's mum's a cool mum. Yeah. Not an ordinary mum. I'm no ordinary mum. I'm a cool mum. Yeah, I do that sometimes. Key, let, let my kids come home at lunchtime. So that's, that's the best we've got on the bird today, is it? Uh, Trevor from Arana Hills. Big names in your workplace. My yeah. best low, 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 low key celebrity, Gordon Tallis. Oh. I was his Uber driver on a night out. Gordy. Wow. That'd be like being in an uh, Uber or a taxi with the Stefanovic brothers. There'd be some stuff that oh, you've yeah. got to keep on the download. Have the phone rolling. Did Gordon Tallis make him sign a non-disclosure? After he got out of the Uber and said, hey, anything you heard or saw in here, keep yeah. to yourself. You wouldn't want to pick up Alfie because, you know, people are like, have you got an ox cable? Six more songs. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, this is your house. <laughs> what happens after this? How good were the old days? There, we never let it play. So they start chanting. What was it? It's a 5 a.m. curfew. 5 a.m. curfew. But do you want... Six more songs. Yeah. What was that after Origin? <laughs> was it Origin? Or they just won Origin? No, after the Broncos. Grand final loss. That was after the loss? I think so. Are you sure? No, it's from June. It's from the 23rd of June. Oh, it'll be Origin labeled, then. You reckon? Anyway. Uh, that was fun. Hernia and Bunga. Greg, no, Kath, Greg Kath at hotmail.com or 048410 Imagine Kath Stop checking out his books. personal details. <laughs> just random people saying her in here. <laughs> this is Triple M Breakfast with Marto, Margo, and Dan. Brisbane as. Over the last couple of weeks when we've been talking about the youth crisis, the youth crime crisis, Margo, we've been, we've been talking to various people. We've been talking to lawyers. We've been talking to, uh, well, we haven't talked to politicians. We've been talking to, uh, keep on going. A police officer who was anonymous. Oh, yesterday. That was incredible. Actually, well, let's just focus on that because it prompted, it prompted the husband of Vylene White to uh, ring us. The, the guy, of course, if you forget, at Red Bank Plains Shopping Centre, Vylene was uh, only two weeks ago, was stabbed, and, and Victor, her husband, had this to say. When this particular animal stabbed my wife, right, he stabbed four of us in the heart. And Victor's talking about himself and his... I think it was his two daughters and maybe Violene's sister, but he's on the line now. You've given us a ring, Vic. How are you, mate? Uh, I'm coping, mate. I'm coping. You say you're coping, Victor, but how are you really doing, mate? Um, at the present time, I don't know how I'm doing it. I'm on this radio station because they put me here. Queensland Labor Government and their Green Partners, right, they put me here. You blame them for the death of Violene, Victor? Absolutely, because the guy was in bail for three armed robberies. 
previous year, I mean. I saw you after our premier, uh, Stephen the Robot Miles, after he came and visited you, you yeah. weren't, that achieved nothing in your eyes. No, no, no. He only came to my door for one thing, to make himself look good and point scoring, right? That's what I told him to his face. What, and what was his response to that? Did he make any promises? Did he no, say that no, there was going no. to be change within the government? No, he said nothing. Now, you rang us, uh, I think, after you heard the policeman, the anonymous policeman we had yesterday. Yeah. Uh, what did you make of that? What are you saying is correct. They do their job to the best of their ability, right? Yep. And the government doesn't back them up. And the court system, they're just as bad. Victor, you've got an audience now, mate, and the Premier's advisors listen to this show. They keep tabs on it to, you know, when they get mentioned, the flags go up. So there are ears on you right now. You've called us. What would you like to say, sir? Well... Until they change the laws, it's making a difference. This is going to continue on and on, and then there might be another murder on their hands. They contributed by not locking the person up. When the when the uh, court case comes to its almost conclusion, you'll be asked for a victor, victim impact statement because you're one, you're the victim here because Violene was your carer because you're blind, etc. What will you stand up and say on that day? This is not my normal character. I don't know how I'm doing all this kind of stuff because yeah. usually... I'm hiding in the corner, avoiding everything, I mean. Yeah, you're not thrust into the spotlight usually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, he's an animal, right? Not a person, he's an animal. Yep. Yeah. When he stabbed my wife in the heart, he probably stabbed his mother in the heart too. That's if she's got a heart. Yeah. And he's a disgrace to his own family. Mm. People like that, you know. Like, I've been to the African Forum there, right? Even the young men have come up to me and they said to me, what you said, we agree with you 100%, right? And they said, whatever you do, we will back you 100%. He, he doesn't said. represent us. They're yeah. distancing themselves. He's, mm. he's, he's an not, animal. He's, he's a one, bad yeah. egg. Yeah, he's, you're right. Yeah, yeah, he's an animal. There's no, there's no two ways about putting it. The bloke is an animal. You do the crime, you do the time. Mm. And there's no, no excuses. Well, I hope that you find some closure uh, soon. And uh, Stephen Miles, our Premier of Queensland, if you're listening or one of his media team, uh, we would love to hear from you um, no, so that we can... Never. That'll never happen. Mm. That That'll so never far. happen because they're too busy, right? How to deal with this problem, you know, I mean, this is, you know, for him, this is something that, uh, oh, shit, this is something I do want to deal with. But now mm. he's got us on his, on his back and we're not going to let it lie, you know what I mean? He's, he's just, um, you know, when they come to my door, there's uh, government people. It's just a written script when they talk to you. Yeah. I'm talking off the top of my head. No, I got no script in front of me. I'm telling you. Well, we are terribly sorry for your loss, uh, Victor. No. We send our condolences and regards to you and your daughters and um, and extended family. We're terribly sorry for the loss. Good on you, Vic. Stay strong, mate. Thanks for the call. No. Okay. Bye. Victor White there, Violene White's husband on 104.5 Triple M. If you want to get in touch, 0484101045 is the number. Get in touch anytime here on Triple M. It's Marto, Margo and Dan. Marto, Margo and Dan on Triple M Breakfast. They're Brisbane as. Hey, you know one of the biggest headlines over the last few days that are concerning blokes is the price of utes, if you've got a proper, a fuel aspirated, whatever you want to call it, a proper ute, 
like a Hilux or a Ranger, the price is in up. Like on a Ranger, they're talking about six and a half grand a year. On a Toyota Land Cruiser, talking about 13 and a half grand a year because the government is not selling enough. They're not having forced us yet to sell enough electronic vehicles. So they're going, let's, we got to hurt them. This is how the government does things. Apparently, we're not transitioning our carbon renewables quick enough or something like this. Our emissions control, that's what it's all about. Well, I don't understand the whole thing. So have you got someone for me? Yeah, Rod Cam, Motor Trades Association of Queensland. Good morning. Good morning, team. That's quite an introduction. Well, mate, I've been talking to a mate of yours and mine who works with the motor trades as well. Now, he's telling me that you've actually had meetings with the government. Can you explain to everyone what's going on? Sure, mate. So, essentially, the Commonwealth Government have introduced, well, they are proposing to introduce a fuel efficiency standard. And let's be really clear, Australia needs a fuel efficiency standard, but the, the problem is they're rushing it and mm. they're being quite aggressive in the targets they're setting. From January 21, manufacturers, not individuals, but manufacturers have to ensure whatever fleet they're selling meet an annual emissions cap. The thing is the manufacturers will be regulated on a whole of fleet basis. So in other words, it won't be just one car, it'll be their entire fleet. They'll Some will be higher, some will be lower, and overall if they're too high the penalties will apply. And then they'll have to buy penal uh, trading credits off people like Tesla. Hey, Rod, you know, we need to get away from fossil fuels eventually, if only, even if, you, even if you don't believe the climate change stuff. Oh, I'm, I'm, cool board. I'm cool with I'm that. Cool with it. But even take that I'm away, cool it's still going to run out, right? We're going to lose oil, we're going to lose coal, it's all going to go away, so we need to transition at some stage. How would you like to see it happen? Are we going too fast? Would you like to see us relax? The key is we have to start somewhere, right? So that's why we're, we, we certainly support having a fuel efficiency standard because you're right, we do have to clean up the environment. Think of your kids, your grandkids, all those sorts yeah, of things. Are, it's important. But there's a range of strategies that we need to be pursuing. You know, there's some of the big manufacturers saying things like they are working hard on biofuels, like Porsche are in this space, yeah. and they believe they found a biofuel at zero emission. So you know what? You can drive your car, zero emission, everyone wins. But at the moment, small scale. Zero emission cars, whatever they look like, are pretty cool technology. They're just a bit more expensive at the moment. We're going to lose oil. It's going to happen eventually. It may not happen for another few decades, but it's going to happen. And there's a big industry here. If you want to bring manufacturing back to Australia and increase productivity, be at the cutting edge of something, there's a big gap here if we're going to be market leaders in something. Will it go in the Middle East, though? Like, it might go from here, but oil will still be like Saudi Arabia, Dubai, or some of those Uh, Arab... Countries be, mate, overseas. We're going to run out of oil. All of the science tells us we have to, we have to reduce yeah. emissions. So so we're certainly not fighting a, a, a diesel or, or nothing campaign. We, we get it. But we think that, that, you know, biofuels, biodiesels, all this sort of stuff will become available. We need to keep the electric transition happening. There are lots of people buying EVs, predominantly at the premium end. That's good. That's not a bad thing if it suits your lifestyle. It's about how do we make the rest of the fleet more efficient because here's the real risk. This is done so rapidly. Lots of people say, I'm just going to hang on to my old diesel or my petrol guzzler and I can't afford to service it, which means it'll emit more Mm. carbon, which means lots of us are, you know, all all the people trying to do the right thing are still going to be emitting carbon. So we just need to come up with a plan that everyone can contribute to. At the right pace. We've got to do it at the right pace. At the right pace. Hey, good on you, mate. Thanks for your time. Always a pleasure. Triple M Breakfast with Marlo, Margo and Dan.
Hey, about this time yesterday, we were talking about uh, traffic controllers, the stop-go men and women, who uh, are getting paid up to $120,000. We went, hold on, this is red hot. We uh, we took a few calls, but we didn't have time for you, Kerry. What have you got? Yeah, look, um, I've been a TC for four years. I'm a TMI, and the thing is, it's all jacked up. What you're hearing is absolutely jacked up. Um, uh-huh. Here in Queensland, you can make $60 an hour if you get onto an EBA site, which is very few and far between. Generally, I myself, I drive a ute. Uh, I am on $34 an hour. Now, as a TC, we are standing out in the sun for hours on end. If it rains, we don't get extra money for the rain. We're still only paid the $34 an hour. So all these people that are saying that they're making all this huge money yeah. are pulling your chain. It's $34 an hour. We're, we're out on the road. We're facing danger. We've got cars trying to run us over when we're trying to keep the traffic safe and keep people safe on the roads. You know, we get called out to car accidents where there's been a death on the road and we'll, we'll block the road and send, send the traffic around a different way. You know, we're here to help. We're not actually a blight on society and I really don't like that because I work hard at my job. I get up very early. I earn little, very little money for what I do every day. Why am I doing this? The reason I am doing this is because I used to work at the hospital, but the mandate, I had to leave the hospital because yeah. I wouldn't accept the vaccination. So here I am doing traffic control. Kerry, would you, you agree $120,000 is probably over? It's like no one wants the roads to be unsafe. We need you guys, but is hundred and twenty grand. You can understand why we balk at that, no? Yeah, no, that's only if you work in the mines yeah. or if you're on a, a, a big site like the Coomera Connection. Kerry, is it one of the most boring jobs on earth? <laughs> It is terribly, it's a horrible job, it's very difficult, you get a stall back, you're standing all day long, sometimes you're on the bat all day long on the road, sending traffic through without breaks, it's a hard job, it's not an easy job. You're in the posse, you're in the position to give us a direct comparison, would it be, should nurses get paid more or traffic controllers? Honestly, I do believe nurses should be paid more. What about teachers, Kerry? Personally, I, 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 I prefer to homeschool my children. I don't, I don't believe in the indoctrination that the schools do. But I like yeah, it, I think teachers. Yeah. <laughs> you sound like me, Kerry. <laughs> Cut from the same cloth, there, Kerry. But you can understand the concern, Kerry. Like if we want to get teachers and nurses into society, when the, you can go and hold a stop slow side, so no one's saying I that's think the easy. Thing is, is and make one hundred and twenty grand. When you're driving then, past a stop go worker, you're only seeing a very small percentage of yeah. of their workload, uh, obviously. And as Kerry said, you know, it is quite impactive. But Kerry, can I ask, the suggestion was yesterday when we were speaking to um, some traffic controllers in your position that the hourly rate um, is only increased for nighttime shift and then weekend, double time, et cetera, and and on those union sites. So potentially somebody who's willing to do the overtime or work those shifts could potentially earn up to $120,000. Absolutely. Yeah, look. Here and now, I could do that at night shift. I think it's a uh, forty-eight an hour. I'm it, it goes up to for night shift um, when I work on the highway. But you know, who can do back-to-back night shifts every night of the yeah, week? I, yeah. I certainly can't. I no. can't sleep during the day. So it's, you know, I take my hat off to the guys that do do the night shifts and earn the they do earn the good money. But yeah, absolutely. And generally speaking, we are all on around thirty-four dollars an hour, and there's the very few that are on the big EBA site. Nice, Kerry. Well, Margot, I'll we'll see you at the next Sovereign Citizen meeting. Yes. It's been wonderful chatting, and we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> we'll Thanks, talk Kerry. off air, Kerry. Good on you, mate. Good on you. Thanks, Thanks for your honesty. Triple M's.
Best of Brisbane. Best of Brisbane. Yeah, pick yourself up $1,000 cash simply for voting for the best local sporting club in Brisbane at triplem.com.au or nominate one up there. We can make a big difference to a local sporting club given the connections we've got at the Reds and the Lions and the, the Firebirds, the Dolphins. We could get players to come down and do a coaching oh, clinic, yeah. sign kit for your raffle to fund the actual sporting club. It's well worth nominating. Triplem.com.au. Darren from Yoronga Devils AFL Club joins us. Hello, Darren. Good morning. How are you going? Yeah, good, mate. You guys have been nominated in Best Brisbane Suburban Sporting Club. Tell us about the Yoronga Devils. Oh, what a fantastic club, and thanks for the call. Yeah, they, um, I've been with the club 11, 12 years this year, and first and foremost, it's always about kids having fun, um, which must be working, because last year we won four premierships. Oh, stop um, it. From, yeah, from, yeah, yeah, 10% of the uh, awards on offer. And look, it's all about community at this club from... When I joined with my son, I think there was 160, 180 kids, and now there's just over 650. Hey, Darren, um, tell us. Oh, I've got a mate whose daughter plays down there. She'd be under 14 these yeah. days. So she's been there for about six or seven years. Hey, uh, great club and one of the most important things, the canteen. I went in there one day and had a feed. It was a ripper. Don't you reckon that's one of the keys of a sporting club? I think you can judge any club by its chips. Yeah, hot to be chips. Honest. You're right. You're dead set right. Salt, yeah, no, gravy, no. it all accounts, yeah, doesn't it, all Darren? All the above. You said you started out there with your son. Obviously, he played there. You're still hanging around, Darren. Are you the ray of the club? We talked the other day about there's that one guy, he's the clubman, the stalwart of the club that just holds everything together. He puts the tackling bags out. He puts the corner posts out. Is that you, Darren? Is that your life? No, no. My son's still there in his last year of under-17. So there's a few rays at our club. There's a Tim, there's a Lockie. Um, So, yeah, no, we're pretty blessed to have a community that really gets around the club and uh, we're all looking forward to seeing the footies because we don't have a bar at our club. Now, listen, there's a Yoronga senior team as well, isn't there? They're, are they the Devils yeah. as well? They are. They're uh, Yoronga South Brisbane Football Club, but we are all Devils. So are you two all the same, at the one ground. Your same place? At, is it Memorial? No, where are you? What, what do you call we're that on street? on Cansdale Street on the Corso. Righto, on the Corso. I reckon my daughter, my daughter played for the Wilson Grange Gorillas for a few years. She would have played down there. And you had a heap of girls that would go on to play for the AFLW you, haven't you? The Brisbane Lions. There has been, yeah. There has been a few go on. and hey. um, There's still the girls and uh, women's God, still good. are a driving force at that club. Marto spoke this week, Darren, about a lot uh, the AFL injecting a lot of money, a billion dollars, I think it was, Marto, you said, um, Correct, to get yeah. a million participants across the game. Uh, what are you guys doing down there, Darren, to encourage people across to the great game of AFL and the Yoronga Devils? Oh, we win premierships. Speak for itself. <laughs> Good. Victorious AFLW Lions women's squad from last year to come on down, do a bit of a training session. We'll get you some signed kit and merch for your raffles. Just get everyone voting, right? TripleM.com.au. Encourage those votes through. Someone will win a thousand bucks. There's a carrot you can dangle and get the Yeronga Devils AFL club across the line. Absolutely. Thank you so much for the uh, support and the call.
Good on you, Darren. Triple M.com.au. Triple M's best of Brisbane. Voting, everything nominating happening at the website. Triple M.com.au. It's Mardo and Margo and Dan on Triple M. Triple M Breakfast with Mardo, Margo and Dan. Blink 182, Daniel. Um, you can get your tickets here, but you can also get your Blink 182 uh, news here because Travis Barker, the drummer for Blink 182, and his mm. Kardashian wife, Courtney, are in Brisbane currently, obviously. And uh, they've been spotted out and about a fair bit, actually. They're not like Tay-Tay, who's sheltering away from the, the media storm and the, and the public. They are out and about. They're staying at the Carlisle in James Street. They're walking around Howard Smith Wharves. They've done the River Walk, uh, and they visit at a few cafes and restaurants yesterday where they were spotted and um, obviously I thought maybe we should bring back. Oh, Jesus. This, no, 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 We no, did no. it last week. Oh, it went off. This was a disaster. Play it. Big names in oh. your workplace. That's right. over the place. Big, Big names in your workplace. Because yesterday they were oh. spotted at Charlie's Raw Squeeze in Green Slopes. Uh, they were also spotted at uh, Dickie's Plant-Based Dining in Ascot enjoying a little vegan lunch with some smoothies and some matcha lattes. No wonder he looks so skinny, Travis Barker. <laughs> He's a vegan. Get some meat into your fella. Yeah. You need energy on the drums. Uh, he, uh, yeah, he and his beautiful wife have been spotted out and about getting lots of selfies with everybody. Apparently, they're really lovely. They're just down to earth, normal people who are just loved up roaming the streets of Brisbane. She's a Kardashian. She's desperate for attention. She's happy no, to pose for anything. No, she shies away from the spotlight, that <laughs> one. <laughs> Be honest. Be, okay, maybe she likes attention Be a little bit. <laughs> uh, but one triple three five three. Who have you spotted in your workplace? Uh, the the restaurant believe. where they were su- spotted. Um, she goes on to say, um, uh, "We don't get too many famous people in here, but they are A-listed. Uh, sometimes we normally regularly get Brisbane Broncos players coming in to the cafe, along with vegan influencers that she sees online. So there's plenty of A-list celebrities and not so A-list celebrities Which in and Broncos around. Are I vegan? mean, Pink's in Hang town. No, where is she at the moment? We're tr- she'll be upside down practicing." on a trapeze aerial pursuits. Which Broncos are vegan? We're trying to win a premiership, for God's sake, this year. Remember we felt they did just that shy. Ga- is it Game Changers? What was that? Um, oh, that was just propaganda. Yeah, don't eat meat. Oh, that wasn't, wasn't that like if you eat three eggs, it's like smoking a cigarette or an egg? It was I'm like, like a vegan, what's pro-vegan What's smoking thing? their eggs? What is going on I think on there here? was a few of them that got on that chain for a little bit. Oh, uh, but hey, one triple three five three. heaps of you called last week when we did it. This was the most low-key thing I've ever hey, heard. Hey, 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 don't you dare. garbage. I work in a humble server and I saw Guy Sebastian and sold him a potato dollar. I used to work for Infinity Cars in the valley there and that was when Daniel Ricardo was driving for Red Bull. Came in and picked up a loan car. Years ago, when I worked at David Jones, I had the pleasure of serving Mick Fleetwood because he wanted to buy some stubby shorts. Is that Fleetwood Mac? The drummer. Dare you, lowbrow guy Sebastian, Mick Fleetwood, Daniel Ricardo. These are superstars. They're just getting around our little old, big old little country town, Bris Vegas. I'll give you Dan Ricardo. I'll give you that. I'm not taking Mick Fleetwood. What about Guy Sebastian? International he selling lives in superstar, Sydney. Australian he, Idol winner. He is an Australian. You. He needs to go out sometimes <laughs> to get food and be a normal human being. Hey, maybe you've spotted Pink around the joint at All the right. moment because she's here. She's been here in Brisbane the last three nights. She was on the Gold Coast last night. Blink-182 are in town. There's lots of celebrities getting around our hood. No, One, triple, three, five, three. Give them dumps, a prize. Just embrace if anybody this rings. Fire. The lowest key. I will take the lowest key, <laughs> lowest rung, G-grade celebrity. We will get a prize. One, triple, three, five, three. Troy, come on. We Where want, were you working, want, Troy? Who was it? Low key. Oh, 
How fun is he, Troy? Oh, he's classic. He's What's he like in real life? Where did you see him? Uh, he was down at a Broad Beach cafe and he was, um, he was, we had a chat with him and he was just hilarious. Is he there for a uh, sex boat? What still, was he doing? Still living in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please get out the airspace. Didn't he the run? The coming. <laughs> Didn't he run for like mayor or something at Bow Desert or he was going to? He couldn't yeah, get enough photos. Anyway. Yeah, he has a brothel now. Alex and Tagum. Good morning, Alex. What's happening in Tagum? Sarah in Tagum said she saw David Beckham. Who did you see? Um, Stefan. Stefan, the hairdresser with the sky needle. Yep. The hairdresser yep. who lives in Brisbane. You saw him in Brisbane. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Incredible. He's coming around. Uh, I worked for Grey's online. Oh, such a shame, Alex. Your phone's no good. But Stefan, that's big time. Is he's it? a big deal, Stefan. Do you know how many salons he's got all across Australia? I don't Just know. a little immigrant boy that moved out here and became a big thing in hairdressing. Have you seen his sky needle before? I have seen I can, I can see it from here. Impressive it's needle. Impressive needle. It? Colin in Bracken Ridge. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Yeah, big names in your workplace. Where were you working? Who'd you spot? I was in the Macca's drive-thru and baby John Burgess came through. Oh, Wheel of Fortune? Is that that yeah. John Burgess? <laughs> what did he it order? What, what's he want, a quarter pounder? Uh, I think it was a coffee from memory. Oh, That's an incredible story. You did this. <laughs> you have done this through a radio show. Hey, what about Gail in North Lakes? Chad Morgan, country music singer, working in a bank when she was there. Who is Tanya that? in Deception Bay. Who is Chad? Do you, have you heard of Chad Morgan? Yeah, he's a singer. What's he sing? Oh, I got a country song for you. Tanya in Deception Bay. <laughs> Shannon Noll, she saw him when he was arrested outside Crazy Horse Strip Club in Adelaide. <laughs> oh, I found Chad Morgan. I got to found one of his songs. Sex with a chief, chief. There I have sex with an eagle, eagle. Susie and Belimba. Hey. Hey, Susie, where were you working, babe? Uh, I can't really tell you where I work. Oh, but, um, oh is it, it's, it's current, is I, it? Is it recent? Yes, yeah. Oh, who did you spot? Yeah. Who was it? So, you remember the guy who used to do the budget direct ads and the French girl come in, she says, budget, and he goes, no, nah, it's budget, love, budget. Yeah. He comes in, He comes into the office all the time. I don't even know who that is. I'm trying... <laughs> You're oh, awesome. you're probably too young, Margot. Oh, too young. <laughs> is, is it Bouget, Bouget? Where they Bouget, re- that's it. Yeah. Oh, Bouget, yeah, Bouget. okay. I can't imagine. No, budget, love. Hang budget. on. We've got the ad here. Bouget, Bouget. Ah, oh, Bouget, Bouget. What's happening? <laughs> budget, love. Budget threat car insurance. That guy comes into your office, Susie. <laughs> Yeah, all the time. Hey, who who first noticed him? Like, who goes, oh, my God, is that the guy from the budget ad? Oh, because he tells us. That's, <laughs> like, that's the only way we knew. He, what did he, he, he say? actually makes it known. He just said, oh, I'm the guy who does the, does the budget direct ad. Don't you know who I am, Susie? Was it no. one of those type situations? <laughs> yes, absolutely. A little bit like yeah, Jono pretty, from Springfield Lakes. Pretty low key. Pretty yes. low key. Oh, Corey Parker. <laughs> Four-wheel drive super centre. I think we found the lowest of low roads. <laughs> well done to Jono. Jeez, I need to know where Susie works. Like, do you do a service or something, Susie? Like a hairdresser or something? Does he want something for free off no. of you? <laughs> like, why does no, he, he say I'm yeah, the budget he, guy? Why what? did he bring it to your uh, attention? Uh, look, I'm, oh, I don't know. I think he just wants to be known. Mm. And, and yeah, I mean, we all we all remember. So yeah, good on him. 
Good, Good on, on him. him. Can we put a bullet in this segment? Once I mean, and for he all, was please? so you know so low key. She didn't even know his ad. Just that <laughs> his name. Just the guy from the budget. Mr. Budget. <laughs> Mr. Budget. It's a game of word charade. Guess the words right, and the loot is yours. Triple M Breakfast. Can't say that. Can't say that. Can't say that. You can't say that. Josh. You there can't chant his motto because he's under a general anaesthetic getting his hernia repaired right now, mate. So you're with Margot, if that's okay with you. You're stuck yeah, with that's me. Fine. Unless you want that's Dan, fine. Josh. No. Dan, you never get to play this game. I'm busy pressing no, buttons. Let's do that. Let's do Dan. You're the smartest person on this oh. team. Oh. Can Dan play? Yeah, I can I be. I like that idea. Let's do that. I can say ding, oh. ding. Stitch up. All right, Dan, you're up. <laughs> okay, Joshy boy. Screaming jets. Jeez, my heart's beating now. The pressure's on. I don't want to stuff this up here. Excuse me. This is my job now. Catch Gleeso and the Screaming Jets rocket out live on the stage this summer on their National Professional Misconduct Tour. Tickets on sale now at screamingjetsofficial.com.au. But, Josh, you could be taking some home this morning. Dan, uh, 30 seconds on the clock. Five words. 60, Josh. 60, 60 seconds. Well, 60 seconds. Uh, you'll do it in 30 because you're so smart. Don't build this up. Are you ready? sarcastic. Joshy. Yeah, I'm all good. All right, Ready I'll put go. it on the spot. This doesn't normally happen. Dan doesn't normally play this game. But today, just because, you know, Marto's not here, let's throw a spanner in the works. Are you ready, Daniel? He's yeah. looking at the words. I did, I had, I He's had not looked prepared. At yeah, okay. All right, Josh. That's okay. He's smart. Are you ready? Yep, Time ready starts when you give the first clue. Yeah, all right, Josh. Uh, you can do this with eggs. You don't poach them. What do you do to them? Scramble. Correct. Uh, opposite of an automatic car is a? Manual. When you're looking through the internet, you're doing what on the internet? You're browsing. Oh, come on, bro. Uh, the team from Kilda. What you know the um the uh, Saint. Yes. Uh, a fire. When it's burning, you're looking into the, the you know they're Flames. licking up. Yes. Is that five? Flames. Done. There you go. Look at that. I told you thirty seconds. Josh, Josh you are from a Cooper's genius. Plains. You're a genius. <laughs> Yay! Woohoo! Josh, you and me, simpatico, <laughs> bro. We're cut from the same cloth. What's your so. IQ, Dan? Tell everybody how smart you are. Uh, it it's used, like stupid. It used to be high. Uh, then you was, got a job working in radio. Yeah, now it's come <laughs> off, mate. It is subpar now, though. Josh, you're on fire, though, mate. Professional misconduct to us. ScreamingJetsOfficial.com.au. You're going. Sweet. Thank you very much. Done to you, Dan. Put you on the spot like that. Mate, my heart is going. It's fun, I, hey? I need to give you more credit for doing that yeah, when thank you, you do it. The pressure. Mm, you're you welcome. actually get scramble, manual, browse, saint, flame. Yep. Oh, I, well need, a, I need a little lie, lie down. down. <laughs> it's Mardo and Margo and Dan on Triple M. Triple M Breakfast with Mardo, Margo and Dan. Blink 182, that's all that matters. Got sold out gigs on. Only way you can get there is with us here on Triple M. It's confusing. What's confusing? Just hear the song. Just Who sings oh. closing time? Oh, that's semi-sonic. Oh, they, they all sound the same. It's easy to be confused. Mm. It's not really. You know, Blink 182. I'll tell you the song we're playing too. Rock show. Very soon. Breakups are a thing. Sometimes you fall out of love. Sometimes you hate the person you're with so much you'd rather just be alone. Oh, no, I love Claire. You What's know? happened? I know. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, she... Not your wife? Yeah. No, no, not us. Oh, good. Oh, she's angling for it. She's so sick <laughs> of me. She's trying to get oh, out. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, she's beautiful. No, she, we love Claire. No, we love Claire, but she's just completely sick of me. But there, no, this isn't about me. This is a story from the UK. I'd like to open the phones here, One triple three five three. What happened after you broke up? What did they keep? What couldn't you decide on splitting? 
dogs are a real issue. Who's mm. going to get custody of them? Sometimes Not me. people don't want exactly. I'm happy to walk away with nothing. <laughs> I don't want any dogs. I don't want any kids. I'm going on a holiday to get Europe for six months. I'll see you when I get back. How about a lottery ticket? Yeah. Ready? Oh. This is a problem. It was a one million pound winning lotto ticket. So what's that? Nearly two million bucks, million. Eh? right? Yeah. yeah, something like that. So we went into the shop together. I asked if she wanted a lottery ticket each. My ex-partner said only if you're paying. Uh, I didn't have my bank card, so I had to transfer her the money, but the payment didn't go through straight away because of the poor mm. signal, but it did go through later on. Yuck. It's the most Couples who split, oh. you know, and make people pay. Just, it's just your girlfriend, just pay for it. Would you date him for a million pounds? No. Listen to the state of it. No wonder she left him. Uh, absolutely. Just before it was going to be paid, Charlotte tried to and take the lot. We were supposed to have this meeting with the bank. Charlotte had taken her daughter to school and didn't return. I understand why, mate. Because you sound like you're permanently in slow motion. Yeah. So what she left him, yeah. They so they bought a lottery ticket, won the lotto, mm. and then she left him. She buggered off. With the money. Because he sounds like that. Yeah. They're only Fair together enough. three months. Oh. So hang on, who paid for the ticket? Well, he re- well did you not hear? I paid for the ticket, but, but because the transaction paid. was slow, it didn't go through, but eventually it went through. The most English storyteller of all time. So she paid for it and he paid her back. Uh, he paid for it. He paid for it and yeah. she paid him back. Ready? So technically it's her ticket. Basically messaged one of my friends saying that she wanted me out of the house. Of yeah. she did. See you, mate. You're the most boring human of all time. I want to sell it so I can buy myself a new big fancy house with the million dollars that I've just won. Yeah, with someone who doesn't speak like they're under <laughs> a general anaesthetic would be nice. <laughs> so they, there's an issue going on there. I think that's going to get litigious. Are they going to have to split the money? Who knows? Who cares? I'm actually about to fall asleep listening to that bloke, but I'd like to hear Only from three you. months. One triple three five three. Have you got exes... I've got a girlfriend who split up with her fiancé of 10 years and uh, he wanted to share custody of the dog. They didn't have any children. Mm. Uh, But he just lured the dog over her so that he could continue to just annoy her and be annoying. He didn't even want the dog. Did he want to get back together with her? Yeah, he didn't want her to leave in the first place. So he just was like, oh, well, I'm keeping the dog half of the time and then just was annoying, didn't pay the vet bills, didn't look after the dog, didn't actually really care. She ended up taking him to court for sole custody of the dog. dog. Jesus. But so his tactic was, I'm going to have to keep seeing her if we've got this dog and I can maybe get back in her life. Something, but he just ended up annoying her. She wanted to get him put down, take yeah. him to the vet, get rid of him. Like I said, dog. like I'm, I love my children, of course, but you know I'm not fighting over who has them the most. <laughs> if you want to take them for two or three weeks, that's fine. I'll have them for a week. Who would you keep? <laughs> keep the girls. The girls. <laughs> yeah, are the wonderful. girls are easy. Oh, the girls are the best. No, I'm just kidding. I love my yeah, children, yeah, and, yeah. and Corey's not going anywhere because if he does, I'll find you. You're only saying that because they're listening right now. Off air, you mm. talk about how much you want. <laughs> One triple three five three. What happened in the breakup? Did it get litigious? Did it get messy? Mm. Is there something Kids out is always there? messy. Maybe. If there's something that's uh, still at your ex's place, maybe tomorrow when Marto's back, we can ring your ex on your behalf and try and, try get, and get the thing. Pack. Maybe there's furniture over there, like your lazy boy that's We're got your perfect bum groove. Yeah, yeah. Like Between a you and Marto and your two hernias, who's going to lift the stuff? Oh, the hernia brothers can come <laughs> around and do the, the removal. <laughs> Marto, Marto and Dan on Triple M.
Hey, I'll tell you what's going on uh, in Swifty land. I know we're supposed to be a Taylor-free zone, but I promise this is the once and only time we'll talk about it in the show today. Oh, one and only. <laughs> she's had huge global uh, impact on the world. Everybody's talking about her. Of course she's on tour and so everybody's has interest, right? Mums are under pressure to try and get tickets for their daughters. Dads are being dragged along against their will. Uh, <laughs> but she has made such an impact that she's even impacted the, the politicians mm. of this country. So much so she that... She drove Barnaby Joyce to, to drink to, to drink alleviate the stress. The planner, planner box. box. I mean, he just he's sick of hearing about Taylor Swift. Anthony Albanese, our oh. Prime Minister, is a huge fan. And before Taylor Swift and the Eras Tour was a thing here in Australia, uh, he's been a Swifty for life. 2022, this audio is from, where he apologises and somehow Taylor Swift gets a mention. I've made a mistake and guess what? I fessed up to it. Uh, there are other people who have made mistakes with uh, with numbers even today. So here's a Taylor Swift comment for you. My theory is shake it off. <laughs> shake it off in po- reference to one of her songs. Yeah, no, we know yeah. Well, he loves that song, doesn't he? I uh, did an interview recently, sat down to do a podcast. I didn't know the Prime Minister did, did podcast. He joins us in the show, big Rabbitohs fan. Mm. Uh, but uh, he sat down and did a podcast. Again, Taylor Swift. Oh I think that she is a great role model. Shake It Off is a feminist anthem and uh, her later material like Folklore and Evermore are just fantastic albums. She is a great songwriter. You can almost hear him reading off the briefing notes one of his advisors he did it. I've watched the podcast. He actually could recite. uh, He talked about her albums of past. Uh, He's got a a son. This is the thing. Our children persuade us to, you know... Feign interest in things that we don't normally would feign interest in. Uh, he has a son travelling overseas at the moment. Uh, is he concerned about coming home? No, he's concerned about whether Dad got him Taylor Swift tickets. It's important because my son, 22, and who's currently on a backpacking tour around Europe with his girlfriend, I spoke to him a couple of nights ago. His one obsession wasn't how we were going or what he was doing. It was, can you get me Tay-Tay ticket? Oh, that's what we need from the fearless leader of our nation, isn't it? Of course, which to, he replied straight away. Shake it off. <laughs> no. For a change. Of course I can. Oh. You need to calm down. I'm going to get your tickets. I just need to make one phone call. It's all going to be okay. I'm the Prime Minister of Australia. Of course I can get Taylor Swift tickets. That, that's what will sort us out on the global level, won't I know. It? Send him crime, over. Don't worry about it. Taylor Hard Swift there. tickets. Uh, yeah, we'll send him into Russia and Ukraine. That's <laughs> Albo can give Vladimir Putin a friendship bracelet made hey, out of Putin, beads. Shake yeah, it off. Yeah, that'll work. Perfect. Triple M breakfast. Oh, Blink-182, the rock show on 104.5 Triple M. Mardo, Margo and Dan with you. Minus Mardo, just getting a little hernia stitched up. That's the state of play here at Triple M. He'll be back tomorrow, wandering around in a hospital gown with the bum flap down, which is how he normally comes to work anyway. Uh, Hamish in Boondle. Oh, that's going to be convenient. He's given us a call. What do you want, Hamish? Oh, I'd love to have some tickets to uh, Blink-182. Done. You're going to hear that one, Yee-haw! Hamish. Adam yeah, Song. Amazing. Thank you What's so much. What's my age again? All the small things. You're going to be rocking it out to all of them. It's a Blink Blitz, Margo. We've Damn got it. Six triple M Six pass double passes. Away. Does That's that mean it. Natalie from Bray Park can go? Oh, my God, yes, please. That'll be wonderful. Okay, Natalie, you can go. Here Well done, buddy. Marty in Brown's Plains. Hello, Marty. 
Yeah, we just gave tickets to Natalie and Bray Park and Hamish and Boone. I don't know if we've got enough. We've got any more over there, Dan? Yeah, we do. You're in, buddy. You're, You're in. in. Oh, cheers, mate. Thank you very much. You go, Marty. Marty. Rock out. Jono and Kipper Ring, good morning. Woo. How are you? You're going to Blink 182. Oh, fantastic. That's fucking amazing. Thank you very much. I think you said bloody amazing. Bloody amazing. That's You're very welcome, Jono. <laughs> bloody amazing. Uh, we got two, two more lots of double passes to give away. Yeah. Is there anybody else that wants any? Did anybody else ring? How about uh, let's go. What about Rayleigh and Greenbank? Yeah. Rayleigh, did you ring for Blink 182 tickets? I did. You got me. Last one. There you go. Five triple M double passes, which means we might have another sneaky one across Ooh, the morning here. I'd keep your ears pricked. tuned, pricked. Speaking of, hello, Mitch. What am I doing? <laughs> Sorry, I, I, my headphones snapped me in the face when I was trying to put them on and That's knocked right. me in the nose. You're preparing all the music schnoz. for the show. You're Are you going to be playing Ooh. some Blink-182 to give away some tickets today, or is that it? We're done now. Uh, look, last concert tonight, surely we can find a way to give them away. Yeah, stick I around, so. keep listening, we'll do that. Uh, Margot, a little embarrassing, I'm blushing a little. Why? I had a dream about you last night. Oh, oh. was it ahead of tomorrow's song, Centipede? Was my mouth stitched to <laughs> someone's body? No, 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 no. No. We were at your place. Are you suturing, were you? No, it was nothing like that. We were, we're at, at your place, place. yeah. And you. you were putting on uh, a big event. <laughs> it was a festive, fun event, bright sunny day. You had a sideshow Ali put together in your backyard. You Not- saw Margot's sideshow Ali in your dream. <laughs> that sounds like me. It's, this is an HR issue currently, buddy. My Why wife are you works blushing? in HR. Well, it's just strange to dream about your workmate, isn't yeah. it? And um Did I look so- hot? Well, you were busy organising. Something else was going on. There was a drama, yet you were still entertaining all these Just people. You had a jumping castle. You had dodgem cars. It was a whole alley. I mean, sound incredible, stop, stop don't with I? What Mar- a woman. Stop and- talking about Margot's alley on air. <laughs> he can't get away with this because Nikki, his wife, is the HR department. She's the HR department. Yeah, so you may not get in trouble at work, but when you get home, you're going to be in some strife, I'd imagine, Mitch. And it ended in confusion when your son uh, come around inside Shirelli and he was oh, being... Jesus <laughs> Christ, <laughs> Grievances on air, Mitch. He's being pulled by the dog on a skateboard. Oh my lord, was Dan there too, reading the <laughs> no, weather? No, it was weird. Oh, a skateboard. Confused. I woke up. And oh, I'm confused. All I can oh. think is just don't eat pizza before I go to bed. Anymore. Did you wake up in a hot sweat? <laughs> no, I was just oh. confused. All right, more about Margot's alley tomorrow from five thirty <laughs> when Mardo joins us. His alley might be hanging out as well from his hospital gown. We'll see how he goes. Godspeed, Mardo, getting his little hernia sutured up. Mitch has got you sorted. Blink 182. You want to be there? Keep it here on Triple M.